collection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes. The purebred local and the Colorado transplant. Perspectives a mile high. Inside the fan cave with Max and Tony Comis on Mile High Sports. Welcome into the fan cave. It's Jenna Garcia, Anilo Para, and me, Jake Shapiro, filling in on the fan cave. I wanted to start today with the MLB trade deadline or the Rockies because Jenna, Anilo, and I were all over at Rockies a little bit earlier today. We're going to the game tonight at 6.40. I also wanted to talk about the Marcus Stroman trade, but first... I have to start with haircuts, because Jenna... I got a haircut. And you won't stop talking about it, and Beautiful. you were mad at me because I didn't mention it the first second I saw you today. Um, so, it was definitely more than a second. Also, Anilo didn't notice when he asked me for seconds. hair advice all the time. I'm so, I don't you like, weren't at five seconds. I mean, I guess it's a good thing. If my, gr- if my girlfriend's listening, she's probably proud of me. For, n- not, for noticing not noticing your friend's girl's hair. hair? I guess. I don't know. I'm not even like a girl to you, man. We're like, basically, I'm a dude bro. Yeah, you're a friend. Sorry. Yeah, you are like... It's fine. Yeah. I felt like I needed to start the show with a shout out to your hair because you were so Thank self-conscious you. about it the first time. Um, Actually, I, also, I really hated it at first. I super hated it. I can tell. You're very on edge about it. But I fell in love with it. It's okay. I like it a lot now. All right. Well, it's okay. you know, I did want to talk about the amount of time it's acceptable before you don't notice someone's haircut or <laughs> if it's too long because... I felt like you were too short. You were on the short end. Like, I didn't even look at you. I was just like, yeah, John, what's up? And you're like, you didn't notice my hair. So did you cut it or did you just color it? I also cut it. Okay, because I noticed the color. I didn't notice the I didn't cut. notice the cut either. Like, how, how much did you I've take been off? Looking, I'm looking right very, at you. Very, very little. I just trimmed it. Yeah. So, I wouldn't expect you so to you notice tri- the cut. You didn't get a haircut. But, you got a hair trim. Sure. With a color. But who calls it a hair trim? Do you go into the salon and you say, hey, can I get a hair trim? I say, can I get a buzz? You've never. Do you get your, your hair? Bu- you don't get your buzz. You, have, you don't get a buzz cut. Can we see a picture of your yeah. hair buzz? I get a buzz cut every four months. You do not get a buzz cut. Yes, There's no way. You I've have s- so much hair on top. Of- You're so lying right now. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Anilo has a ton of hair. <laughs> I do have a ton of hair. I get buzz on the sides. Yeah. Well, that's like actually when I get rung up at the at the barber shop. That's usually what they ring it up as is a buzz cut. If I'm not taking anything off the top, because hmm. I'll just get like a double two on the side or. Because you got a big head. It's actually not that big compared to my friends, to be honest. <laughs> That's what Only a seven and a quarter. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. It's above average. Anyway, How I also... How big is too big of a head? <laughs> I also wanted to talk about on the show another thing that we were talking about prior to the show, which is, you know those awkward conversations you end up with people that you see every once in a while that remember you based on one person or one conversation that you had in the past, so you have to keep having the conversation every time you see the person? Yep. Um, for instance, one of these is... Uh, in, this person will know if they're listening as soon as Anilo talks about this. But Anilo once was caught eating a uh, chicken burrito or a chicken wrap. And someone told him, hey, that's not that healthy for you. So from that point forward, every time this person sees Anilo, they're talking about a meal plan. And how much do you care about a meal plan, Anilo? You know, meal plans are essential to my life. You know, I, I am revolutionizing my calorie intake. Um, I have a meal plan that has been made and i'm very very excited for uh, what the future holds a lot what of chicken breast protein you i know, could read ratio. the whole thing to you okay. um basically we're going to be in grilled chicken and brown rice for the rest of my life see none of this good is true God, but it's good because he's he's not prepared food but he's prepared the preparing of food for the ability to talk about <laughs> i am prepared for life 
talking I about food is the gateway. I don't ever have conversations that I repeat all the time, do I? Yeah, you do. Like with people that you see in the media, there'll be a couple people that like, yeah, like remember that time you talked about my shoes? Nice shoes today. Like, oh, yep. I'm thinking about those shoes. Like Jeff Salazar, the Rockies hitting coach, always talks about my shoes. We, we have never moved the conversation past talking about my shoes. Ah, see, maybe that's the problem. You're not good at moving the conversation. I have the same conversation with Pat next to the Rockies media room every day. Which one's Pat? The, he's the one of the old guy. Well, they're, yeah. he's my homie, Pat, my paisan. He's my Italian friend. Paisa. <laughs> paisan in yeah, Italian? Ta- yeah, we always talk about how we need to get coffee every time, but it just never happens. Coffee. You said that cool. Well, you said it like a Mets fan, and I wanted your take on the Marcus Stroman. Okay, trade. so yeah, let's inter- get into Marcus. Yeah, Stroman. let's talk. Ba- let's actually like talk something that involves athletics. But yes, I unfortunately uh, my hair involves. <laughs> I, I guess it does. Is cut- could cutting hair be a sport? Like like really fast hair cutting? Ooh, speed cutting. Why does speed it have cutting. to be based on speed? Why couldn't it be based on like how much hair technique. you take? Oh, technique. Yeah. yeah. So like, but that would need a judge. You could sport like on art. technique, on speed, and on. Likeability, but like what satisfaction I from from the from the people we the person to yeah we forgot Jake. to introduce Jake Meyer by the Jake. way what's up what's up <laughs> you you guys didn't recognize my haircut I just got one yesterday see he's all offended too I yeah. actually thought you did get it I didn't know you got a haircut dude. I've never <laughs> seen Jake before so I didn't know what his hair looks like before <laughs> yeah we've only talked on the phone and you guys also oh yeah we have talked on the phone didn't realize both your names are Jake wow. my middle name is Jake. I went by Jake for a long stint of Little League Baseball. This is such a great conversation <laughs> about people named Jake. Jake. You, who's, who's the best athlete ever named Jake? Is it Jake Plummer? Jake McGee? Ugh. No. Really? Jake McGee. What are you talking about? Trade Meyer, you the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> Jake McGee has trade value. Obviously, he's the best Jake ever, at least in Rockies history. Well, well, if we're just going within Rockies history, we really narrowed down our You've options. really narrowed it down. But I'm like thinking like broad spectrum sports. There aren't Jake. that many great Jakes across the board in sports, which is weird because there's going to be an influx of Jakes across sports. Like the Jakes are taking over. Like bye-bye Bobs. Are- Bobs are gone. Bobs have left sports. Here come the Jakes because Jake has been a popular baby name for the last 20 years. So you're going to have a long run of Jakes for the next 20 years. How about Jake Butt? Mm. I mean, he hasn't played a single down yet. But, and I, I just I was listening to the afternoon drive with Goodman and Shapiro on the way in, and uh, they had Mr. Fangio on, and it looks like Jake Butt experienced yet another setback. So he's not going to be playing Thursday when the Broncos season opens. You can find out more about that on 104.7 The Fangio. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, so Marcus Stroman trade. Yes. The Met, so here's the thing. I honestly thought it was, initially speaking, I thought it was the stupidest trade that the Mets have made in a long time, and there's been a lot of them. Um, they did end up giving up two of their highly coveted prospects, I believe number three and six in their farm system. But after I looked at the details here a little bit, none of those guys are ranked within the top 100 prospects in the game. So it's not like the uh, the Mets were giving up you know, these extremely coveted prospects by any Is means. Is that surprising? The Mets don't have any of the top 100 prospects they had, in the game. They had, and they traded Jared Kalenic to Seattle for Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano. Well, that's because they're always so that thinking trade about would have been this year. More stupid well, it's than because this, it's because their trade. ownership group is incompetent and has absolutely no idea what they want to do, and they're convinced that they can be like the Yankees and just turn things around in a matter of fifteen games. When that's not the reality of the situation. But um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because I truly think the Mets might be able to flip Zach Wheeler to get two prospects that are better than the prospects in which they gave up. Um, and if that ends up being the case, I think that's a massive win. Considering. And they can flip Stroman in the offseason or next year, but I just don't see Brody Van Wagenen as that type. Like one of the biggest misconceptions about sports is 
people always want to talk about the players and how much players and coaches have an impact. But in reality, the number one impact is ownership and stability within your front office. And one of the reasons why the Yankees have been so good for such a long period of time is because Brian Cashman knows if he makes an an investment in the Dominican Republic of $200,000, he knows that investment is going to bear fruit 10 years from now, and he knows he's going to be the guy that sees it. Jeff Breidich has no guarantee that he's going to have this job three years from now, and neither does Brody Van Wagenen. Absolutely. I mean, I completely agree with you. And and unfortunately, Brody's just, it's such an interesting situation in which the Mets have with their front office because he he's an agent. There's a lot of conflict and interest um, with some of these guys that they want to go get. But I think you bring up the great point. You know, there's some of these seasoned guys, Billy Bean, Brian Cashman. I mean, th- those are the two that come to mind where there's a track record there. And, and from the Mets perspective, it just looks like Brody is out here. I don't want to say reaching, but he's so desperate to please the Mets ownership and their fan base. And he's making these obscure moves which tend to go against the trends of baseball, which is build from within, you know, Ah, struggle for a couple of years. And then we know who loves to go against trends, don't we? Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) the thing about the Mets that I, and as you make a subtle hint at Jeff Reddish, is that he's got a bunch of masters that are impossible to please. Both their fan base, the New York media market, and that ownership group. It's hard to overcome all of them. When you look at ownership groups and franchises based in other locations, as Jenna tries to make the comparison of the Rockies, and you can do so with the trade, which would basically be the Rockies trying Ryan Vallee and Ben Bowden. It wouldn't be a huge trade for them to get Marcus Stroman, but there was no reason for them to buy. And, you know, one of the things I think that we're going to struggle with is what do the Rockies do next? And I want to talk about that in the next segment on the Fan Cave. Call the guys or text Max and Tony 303-831-1340. Get your takes in. The guys may read them on the air. All right, back on the fan cave. It's Garcia, Piro, and Shapiro. Talk about the Rockies is something I promised in the prior segment. We're going to get to that. But first, I did want to get to this. Uh, did you guys see the ending to the Tour de France? You're the, you are the only person I know that watches the Tour de France. No, I'm not. There's another person you know. One of your Nuggets beat writer friends, Harrison. Harrison watches the yeah, biking Harrison. thing? Yeah, you don't watch Tour de France? Okay. So, Why would we watch biking so on Egan television? So Bernal won it. It's one of the most interesting sporting events, in my opinion, to watch. But anyway, one of the things that happened is uh, on, the, on the super penultimate stage, the third to last stage, the hail came in the Alps. And there were five final climbs, or four final climbs. Over that day, one, and the next day there was going to be four climbs. Okay, so five climbs total. Four of those five climbs got washed out. And they had to shorten each stage combined by about 75 kilometers, about 50 miles. So basically, it would be like if you're in a seven-game series in the NBA, and Team A is leading Team B 3-2 to two in Game 6, and Team B is winning that Game 6, in the middle of the second quarter, they just said, okay, you win Game 6, and we're going to start off Game 7 in the fourth quarter. So that's what happened in the Tour de France. Interesting. Very weird. I like. I see it doesn't interest any of you. So what should Biking, the Rockies do? Huh? I don't really. I like to bite to the store. Uh, the Rockies, <laughs> though. It's been a Wait. whirlwind of a season. Are there any Jakes in the NBA? Jake no. Lehman. Who does he play for? Portland. Does he beat he the Nuggets play? in the playoffs. Yes. He was the big white guy, number 17, throwing bows at Mason Plumlee. You know what Jake Lehman's good for? Six hard ones. Whap. Right on the arm. <laughs> Who, I thought that was 
was uh gosh, why am I blanking on his went name? Went to Gonzaga. I'm blanking. Oh on no, he went to Maryland. Jake the Lehman. other big white guy on Portland. They've got a bunch of uh Myers skips. Leonard. Yeah, Myers Leonard. Well, he got also, traded to Miami for well, Hassan Whiteside. He was still who's also a stiff. <laughs> still on the team. Back I then. mean, he's more than a st- uh, Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Funny things. Rockies anyway, baseball. So Rockies baseball should. The Rockies buy or sell at the trade deadline, the classic sports radio talk argument. But moreover to me, what I find more interesting is, are they flawed from a team-building perspective because they've given so much money to Nolan Arenado and Charlie Blackman? Mark Kisler wrote a story about it in the Denver Post. Was the Charlie Blackman contract a mistake? He just called it flat out a mistake. And if they don't trade him, it's going to be a mistake. What I'll tell you is his point is correct in saying, if they don't trade Charlie Blackman here, they're not getting out from underneath that contract. Definitely. But I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. Like he's still performing. I don't know how long he's going to perform, but he's an integral part of the franchise. And you saw what happened when you got rid of one of those in DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point, Jacob. Before we go any further, this segment in this show entirety is uh, sponsored by Drives at Mile High. You can reach them at 833-303-FAST. You can rent supercars, Ferraris, Lambos, and Porsches. They just promised like playing... me a blue Lambo. There you to go. go. to the Rockies It's game. just like playing GTA in real in life. You're going to look like Vinny. Does Vinny drive a blue Lambo? He drives something dope. I know he Probably. does drive something dope, but I don't. I, I don't know. The blue Lambo is going to be legit. I'm super no, yeah. Stoked. I mean, I think going back to Jake's point about the contracts and whatnot, whatnot with the Rockies, I think the biggest question that I had with the Blackman contract was the size of it because I, I we know for a fact that Blackman really likes playing here. Um, I don't know necessarily what the you know the average for a player of his caliber was at that time, but you know they did. I feel like they overpaid him just it a was, little bit. It was actually an underpay, really. But the overall contract was a bit of an overpay. The year, the year over year was an underpay, and so is it with Nolan Arenado, by the way, who got the biggest contract ever. But Mike Trout got underpaid too, technically. the The thing is, when you sign one of these contracts, you're basically saying, "All right, we know the final year or two you're not going to be anything anymore, yeah. and we're paying for the years that you're giving us and have already given us. We're paying for years one through four. Years five and six, we know you're going to be what Albert Pujols is now. And people say that that contract is an albatross. What I'll tell you is they don't get the TV deal that enabled them to sign Mike Trout and Shohei Otani if they don't sign Albert Pujols to that contract. It made them relevant in that market. So with what the Rockies are doing, I wonder if this Nolan Arenado contract makes them relevant enough for long enough so they can get their next TV contract. Meanwhile, it's absolutely saddled their ability this year to build around what they have in their core and give them depth and give them a bullpen. I completely agree with you. I think the entire the, the Nolan Arenado contract situation really stalled their entirety of offseason plans, in my opinion. Um, you know, it, it happened, what, in the last couple of weeks of, of spring training, right before the season started. Clearly, um, you know, it seems like that was the focus of the front office and the ownership group throughout a majority of the offseason, maybe neglecting attention to adding to the bullpen or, you know, adding some other pieces and whatnot. But I think you bring up a, a great point about how that's inhibited the club. Well, we were at winter meetings, Jenna, and that was the number one talking point at winter meetings was the Nolan Arenado contract. Absolutely. And I mean, it's Brightage didn't really give us much at winter meetings on that contract. He wasn't going to let us know anything, really. And he even went on MLB Network. Remember that? And said also nothing. said nothing. Yeah. It's so class, you know, typical Brightage. But my question is, like, do the Rockies ever leave this middle zone? They're, they're always just enough relevant. They're not tanking, so they can't rebuild, full rebuild. And they're never good enough to actually get past the first round of the playoffs or past a wild card, let's say, except for 07, which was an anomaly. So, like, 
where do they go? They just stay in this middle range for forever? Well, that's kind of where they want to be. Is that what you're saying? I mean, Jeff Breidich is out here saying they want to be constantly competitive and they don't believe in windows. They want to be a consistently competitive playoff team. And what that means is they want to win 85 to 88 games a year. They don't want to be the team that goes all out and tries to win 95 in a year and then are going to have a couple down years afterwards as an effect. So, yes, they want to be that. And What do you prefer, though? As a fan, I'd prefer a World Series win. I think as a diehard fan, a lot of people would say they'd want a World Series ring and then they'd want to cycle and they'd want to have younger players that they fall in love with. They build up to that again. I think if you ask the average Denver sports fan that likes to go to Coors Field because it's the best bar in the city... They want the team to be just pretty good all the time. And that's their market base. That is the market base for audience in Denver for baseball. Yeah, it is I mean, people I don't that think, don't really care to their Yeah, I, I, to your point, I don't think anybody is going, I don't think that it's going to change. And I don't think that Breidich or anybody in the front office is going to change that theory until they stop selling seats in that in that stadium. And that's and never going to happen. It's not. I mean, everyone always, loves Coors yeah. Field. But the, the approach in for Major the party, League Baseball, the baseball as a whole needs to change. Look at what the NFL just did. They just told you when the Los Angeles Chargers moved from San Diego to Los Angeles, we don't care about attendance. It doesn't matter if not a single fan comes to one of our games because all that matters is TV rights. Baseball has done that a little bit regionally, but not nationally. The home markets are still caught up on attendance and trying to get attendance numbers. We as a a society need to realize at a certain point that these stadiums are just the best live studio audiences that we have to offer. They're just a TV studio. That's all this is. So it doesn't matter how many fans are at the game. And they've made that a point with these algorithms that decide how much tickets are because you can't get into a game when there's 10,000 open seats for five bucks because the algorithm says it's not worth it. And it's not worth it because the number one thing that should matter to them is these TV contracts because that's what's going to bring in the money. But at a certain point, you're going to lose your audience. And I wonder if that ever happens with the NFL because there's not as much people playing the sport, but it's already happened in baseball. Anilo's generation, Gen Z, you see cut four and all these things baseball are are trying to do to appeal to millennials. That's not the generation they have to worry about. They have to worry about Gen Z. Mm -hmm. They've completely lost the millennials. Yeah, I mean, completely. I mean, I talk to people nowadays that are my age group or even a couple years younger, and baseball is just not even on their radar. I mean, it's the NBA and it's the NFL, and it's the like, people don't know who. And soccer, even. It's, it, yeah, yeah, soccer is growing rapidly. It's a really, nice really pun. interesting co- uh, concept that you guys bring up. And uh, I want to go back to one quick point here about the Rockies, too, and, and what they should do this season and whatnot. But we're talking about windows. And I think that's what makes last season so frustrating is because last year they were su- they were in a really good position to do something and they stood pat for the most part of the deadline. When you look at these small market teams, you look at teams like the Royals that won it in 15. Your window of opportunity to seize a championship is usually no more than two to three seasons. And the Rockies had a golden opportunity to cap you know to capture that reality last season and they stood pat playing for the future, hoping that they'd be good this year and, and they're suffering the consequences. So you know it, it it's just. This season has just been such a dumpster fire for them in, in a lot of ways. The season has been under the vein of last season since day one. Since yep. last season ended, it's like, how are you possibly going to do any better than last season? We all know you messed up. And then the offseason is rather disappointing considering because the team's sitting here going, no, we earnestly believe we're just as good as the Dodgers, when all you have to do is sit and look at the roster, and you might go, okay, well, third base, Justin Turner, Nolan Arenado, that's a split. Shortstop, Trevor Story, Corey Seager, that's a split. Starting pitching, the way Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland were pitching, Walker, Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, that's a split. Okay, 
whatever. You know, I get that the Dodgers are a little tilted there, but you look down the roster and you see David Freeze as your 25th guy on your roster and you see Mark Garrett Reynolds, Hansen. Garrett Hansen, Pat Vileka. Like, it, there Triple is a clear guys. difference in that roster. I completely so agree. I completely love, and I still love, what the Rockies did with getting Daniel Murphy over DJ LeMahieu, but it just hasn't worked out. And I think there are a variety of factors with that. And I think we want to get into some of those factors as well, talk about more about the Rockies in the next segment, as well as what does it take to get you fired from a job in legitimately one week? We're going to find out. In the air, yeah, he said it was something so appealing. Inside the Fan Cave with Max and Tony Comis, Tuesdays at 6 on Mile High Sports. Jenna Garcia, Anilo Pero, and me, Jake Shapiro, filling in on the Fan Cave on this lovely Monday afternoon in Denver, Colorado. When does the afternoon become the evening, by the way? I'd say 4 o'clock, like 4.30, I believe in the 4 o'clock hour. That's what I would so say. So you're like at like eight. So during the winter time, you're in agreement. During the during summertime, the there's a four hour difference. <laughs> at least in Denver, yeah. Is the evening different than the night? Yes. Evening's when the sun's still out. That's how I, I once the sun goes down. <laughs> see, for you, evening and night are the same thing. For Anilo. No, I guess evening. Could, I can see what you're saying. Evening is like as the sun is setting. Yeah, during the sunset. The evening is much shorter than the nighttime. The evening is like an hour or two period. Yeah, but no, I think it's the same as night. You don't you say. Dinner do you say it's evening? when it's two in the a.m. It's the evening. The two. two. When it's two a.m. <laughs> like if you're out like at Blake Street at like two a.m. Like they're closing down. We love. Chris Blake is yelling Street at you. My at two a.m. Darren, my my roommates yelling at me to get out. It's Darren not, would never yell at us. Not you, probably me. Malcolm's there. I. You know what I. <laughs> the you know what I absolutely the hate the person when when you're out till last call two a.m. And you're going to see this person tomorrow and, and you like leave, you know, you both go your separate ways and they'll and you say like, all right, see you tomorrow. And they're like, see you later today in the morning <laughs> or like later this afternoon. I'm just like, oh, I want to. Feel I heard that about 900 times in that game. The Who two hour rain that? delay game with the Rockies earlier. It's the most old white man joke possible. Oh, it and it's not funny. Like they're it's good dad funny. jokes, but like, see you later today, actually. In, five <laughs> in a hours. few hours. <laughs> I think I've actually made that joke. I think I have. <laughs> now too. that I've thought of it's it, it's just one of those like jokes that I feel like you're obligated to make. When the they always say, like, "Surround yourself with people you hate more than people you love." You know, put your the people you hate closer. That's why people we're you so love. tight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate you guys. Speaking of things that the Rockies have hated, they've apparently hated hitting the ball this year. Oh yeah. And at least on the road. Yeah, well, that's been a problem that's plagued them most of their franchise's history, and they don't have much to do about that because altitude, but. What do the Rockies do at this trade deadline? I think is the answer we haven't answered. Do they actually sell? Can you sell at this point? Do they have anything to sell? Those I I tend to believe that Wade Davis will have trade value. Um, I do think some of these relief pitchers will because teams get desperate for relief pitching, especially pitchers that have had a track record of success. I'm um, so over that that the the thing like track record of success, like because in sports your track record of success also like coexists with your age and you getting older and like your prime Wade Davis is past his prime. Yeah, but he still has great numbers on the road or at least he does have great compared to what he is. And I think you can blame a lot of his, you know, shortcomings on the course field effect, yada, yada, yada. I think a team, you know, like the Astros, the Yankees, the Dodgers, he's not going to the Dodgers, but 
you know, these teams that are in legit, you know, that they feel like they want to add some depth to their bullpen that have a surplus of young arms or young talent in their farm system. I can see them picking them up. I can't because Wade Davis has about $35 million left on his contract, 37, depending on when he's traded. And for a player that on the surface has a negative value this year as a player and has had a five, six, four ERA, it's not easy to go to your fans or really as a GM, I'm not going to give them credits because they don't sometimes even go to the splits page on baseball reference and go home and road. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really doubt that the Rockies are able to unload Wade Davis. I doubt that the Rockies are able to unload Charlie Blackman because yeah. of both of their contracts. So what about Jake McGee? I don't think Why would a team want to trade for Jake? I don't I mean I, I think he's done. And I really like Jake McGee, but I think he's done. Uh, he just doesn't have a fastball. His whole career is built on a fastball. He has literally no off-speed pitches. He's an all-fastball pitcher with his fastball velocity dropping. I mean, the only guy that may have trade value that I see the Rockies might be able to trade is Chris Iannetta because every team could use another catcher. Yeah. Uh, he can hit decently. He's been able to come off the bench and provide some value. The occasional home run. And he, and he's a decent enough defender. So Good I mean, veteran leader. Right, exactly. And he's been there before. And you say, well, that doesn't really matter. I'm sick of it. But in baseball, that matters more than anything because there are so many tricks in baseball that are able to uh, fool younger players. And when you go into the deadline, I was actually talking to a former Major League executive about this the other day. You are absolutely screwed, uh, to edit his word, if you are trading for a player that does not have playoff experience at the deadline. You need to acquire people with playoff experience at the deadline because the game is just outright played different in the playoffs. Whereas in basketball, it's more or less the same game. It's just a little bit tighter defensively. So in baseball, that does matter. In basketball, you can be young and athletic enough to overcome some of those intelligence issues, so, so to speak. So who's out there that the Rockies could get with those with those parameters? Name a random minor leaguer you've yeah. never heard of. No, I'm talking about with the parameters of, like you said. In terms of who they can acquire? Who they, who they can acquire that is actually has veteran... Well, the, you know, you, So no you one. think the Rockies are going to buy that? I think they should... Try. They're not going to get in. I don't think they will. Well, but here's I think the problem with the notion of buying, though. The Rockies do not like to part with their prospects. I mean, it takes an absolutely insane haul for Jeff Breidich and the ownership group to sign off. They covet their prospects more so than any other club and franchise in the game. And that's and a yet fact. their number well, one prospect it's, it's is not, in a hospital. It's not necessarily that. Well, they can't control that, but it's not necessarily yeah, that they. Ha- they can't control if the guy gets hurt and needs they surgery. They could have not br- brought him up so called him up so early. Well, that doesn't mean he wouldn't have gotten injured at the minor league level. Sure, but, but it, it, they called him up too. They it. called him up too early as a panic call up yes. because of they did not have enough depth. They did not have enough replacement level players. Guys like Mike Talkman, who isn't phenomenal. Like I'm not sitting here going fill your team up with Mike Talkmans, but you need like two or three of those guys to take a hundred at bats in a year. And the guys the Rockies have had to take those at bats just aren't quality baseball players at the major league level. They're triple A or quad A players. Is Mike Talkman better than Rymel Tapia? It's maybe slightly. I mean that that's not the the qualm I have. It's more that Pat Vileko is taking so many at-bats when that guy has swung at 71% of the first pitches he's seen over the last two years in baseball and just outright not been good. But with the Rockies uh, and their problems that they're having, if they were to buy, they could get anyone. Theoretically, they have enough prospect power to get basically anyone in the game if some team is willing to get low-level prospects because the Rockies have a lot of prospects that are good prospects, but in the lower levels of the minor leagues, what I mean by low-level prospects. 
the problem that they have is not that they hug their prospects. It's that Jeff Breidich has an evaluation system yeah, that, that is too. different yep. than any other in Major League Baseball. Yeah. So that when you come to a table to talk about what you want to part ways with, what you want to acquire, Jeff Breidich is basically speaking German and you're speaking English. Yep. It, it just doesn't make sense to other teams. And that's why you see common trade partners the Rockies have had. I think half the trades they've made have been to the Toronto Blue Jays since, since Jeff Breidich has taken over. And yeah. I think three or four to the Yankees as well. Yeah, you hit home on a really good point, and you know that goes into it as well. Is they they just do things. They don't follow the crowd, which I guess is okay. But you know, and I've heard multiple stories about you know this whole free agency period. You know, a relief pitcher goes months without hearing anything, and then out of nowhere, two three teams call him with the same offer around the same years. There's a similar evaluation process around the game. Meanwhile, Jeff Breidich will be out here offering guys about two months earlier than those guys exactly. would be offered and doing it about $10 million higher, which is fine if you're getting your guys. Yeah, which is fine if you're getting guys that are legitimately good, but the problem is the free agent track record has been so poor for the Rockies and Jeff Breidich. Uh, are the Rockies cursed? They're not just cursed. Coors Field. Is it Coors Field and they can't get over it? Because Ian Desmond was a good player before he came to Coors Field. No, he wasn't. He was, he was okay. a decent player. Average. His his last half, his second half of his year in Texas was not good the year before. And it's just I don't know. I don't I don't want to say the Rockies are cursed. I wasn't here in the early two thousands. I wasn't here in 07. But the team that they put on the field in seventeen and eighteen, that was a good collaborative group of guys. They were balanced. They had they had, you know, it was like a Swiss Army knife. They had good power hitters in the lineup, guys that could have for contact, guys in the bullpen that could do different things. And they just, my biggest problem with this club is the way that they were banking on their talent to return this year. They had these, they put the starting rotation last year, posted the second lowest earned run, earned run average in club history. How do you go into a year expecting them to repeat that? How do you expect Tyler Anderson with the injury history that he's had to perform the way that he did in 18? You know, um, Antonio Sensatella has never shown you that he can be a consistent uh, starter for 162 games. The fact that they went into the season with the rotation in which they had blew my mind. That, that in, in and of itself was just absolutely mind-boggling. These guys were scrubs. They, you know, they could pitch well in, a, you know, in spurts. Occasion. Like, how, how is Chad Bettis your fifth man in a team that wants to compete for a World Series? Makes no sense. It defies logic. It really does. Shap, you actually called out way at the beginning of the season. Almost before, during preseason, you said Kyle Freeland wouldn't have a better year than he had last year. And no. you have to expect them to come back down to earth. Well, it was that, and I didn't know the things that I know now, which has made it even more obvious. I mean, he's had balance issues, yep. but just looking at his numbers last year, they were unsustainable. He left more guys on base than anyone else in baseball. His ground ball rate was a little bit too high compared to how he pitches. He was a contact pitcher, and he needed to develop another pitch. He didn't do that, and he actually got worse with the pitches he had. So um, I'm surprised at how bad Kyle Freeland got, um, but I wasn't surprised to see that he got a little bit worse. Uh, but speaking of things that derailed quickly, the Dolphins O-line coach was fired <laughs> in one week. Have you ever been fired from a job in one week? Text us. Three hundred three, Yeah, 303-831-1340. The Interstate Roofing Hotline. This is the Fan Cave, Mile High Sports Radio. They say people in your life for seasons. And in Inside the Fan Cave with Max and Tony Comis, Tuesdays at 6 on Mile High Sports. Fan Cave, it's Jake Shapiro, Jenna Garcia, Anilo Perro, and Jake Meyer behind the glass, sitting in with us, filling in on the Fan Cave on Mile High Sports Radio. Yeah, it is a wonderful day. 
Not a wonderful day for the Dolphins' former offensive line coach. Um, they had that, and they had the other coach that got arrested for doing coke well, last year. No, you have to say substance that appeared oh, to be white powdery. I, we don't sorry. know. Oh, Allegedly sorry. may have been some oh, white powdery substance. A white substance that is popular in the city of Miami. Yes. Scarface made it popular. Yes. I'll, I'll leave it at that. You're good Apologies. with that. <laughs> he uh, likes to drink Coca-Cola as well. So yeah. there's Interesting. that. Interesting. I mean... Would have liked the old recipe better. I know. I'm really quick before we dive into this segment, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors here on the Fan Cave Drives at Mile High. You can reach them on the phone number 833-303-FAST. Rent supercars. Live like Tony Montana. Get a fi- get a Ferrari. Get a Lambo. Get a Porsche. Do all that stuff. Live like Go Scarface. pick up some Coca-Cola. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they love the interweaving there uh, with that segment. Anyways, Pat Flaherty, the Dolphins O-line coach, has been fired one week into training camp. Uh, he was Hired in February, so he spent the spring and summer there. Nothing for off the field, just for poor performance. And I'm asking you guys, have you ever, one, I've never been fired. Have either of you been fired? No. Jake, have you been fired? No, I have not. Oh my God, we're all goody goods. Okay. Well, I mean, I just, I don't know. How would, what would you have to do to get fired within a week? I just, I don't know. How bad would you have to be to get fired at anything in a week? I think you'd have to show up severely intoxicated. Sexual harassment. Yeah. Well, see, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're saying nothing off the. uh, Well, I mean, I, yeah, that's pretty bad. If they find out. Obviously. I mean, if they don't find out. I feel like if it's week one and I already pulled that, I'd be telling everybody. That is true. If it's week one, you got to be really gutsy. You got to be really good. You got to be really good. To be doing that week one. Yeah. But what happens if, like, you got that job. Uh, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> yeah, don't, I quit don't a job go after there. a week and a half. Really? What job? I worked at Safeway. Why'd you quit? Because um, pushing carts in the middle of the snow is not fun. Well, and I actually decided to play high school baseball my senior year. Fair that enough. That was part of the reason. Fair enough. I was like, you know what? Because I this wasn't, wasn't going like to play. This wasn't like last week. Yeah. No, no, no. This was like <laughs> I was a junior in high school, and I was just like, wow, making $10 an hour is like not what I thought it would be. Like, I think I'm just going to go play baseball. And so I played baseball. And the other top headline, uh, besides the Dolphins thing right now in sports, uh, which I how this is the first time the Dolphins have probably been a top he- top headline anything in sports besides that Hill Mary in the last twenty years. Yeah. But they uh, have to be well, and, and the the coach that was doing the white powdery thing. Uh, the USA <laughs> basketball Tunsil. team. Well, yeah, the bullying thing as well. Very very good controversies going on with the. Dolphins of Miami, but USA basketball. Jenna's got some hot takes because no players want to play for USA basketball to the point where Mason Plumley now is going to play on this team. It, it appears, it's hilarious. which which is hilarious that there have been so many players that have declined playing for USA basketball that the lug who plays center behind Nikola Jokic, Mason Plumley, who I actually rather enjoy watching play basketball because not many seven foot white guys dunk like that. That is true, straight up. Uh, but. Anyways, he's been he's involved. Seven foot. It's not that hard to do. Who's the best player on the USA team? Like who's Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. Kem- That's Kemba the Walker. Best. Kemba Walker. Donovan Mitchell. So none of Kemba like Walker. none of the tier A stars are. Playing. No, it's all tier. I Jimmy mean, it's Butler's a couple tier, a tier B guys. A. No, he's not. No, oh yeah. No, you guys are absurd. Can you win a you championship think... with just Jimmy Butler? Absolutely not. Tier B. Miami Heat. Check him out. You, you, you want to hear the last time Jimmy Butler was in charge of a team that he was the sole star of? The Chicago Bulls. That went really well. Maybe He's a good player. that has to do with the coaching. You don't you can't put it all on Jimmy. Coaching is so overrated. Coaching he is went not to his that old coach important. in Minnesota. Right. Coaching is not and that, that important. Also it's just not. Great. Basketball is a weird game. It's a, it's a basic take. Basketball is about keeping it close for 46 minutes who has the best player for the last two. That's how I view basketball. 
You don't I, think, I know, you it, think that Donovan Mitchell, one king of the court, Donovan Mitchell beats Jimmy Butler, king of the court. I think he'd be close. One on one is that what we're talking about? That's what king of the court is. Yeah. Oh well, no one knew that before you just said that. <laughs> Are you the queen of the court? Is that why you make your own rules? No, that's a game in basketball that you play at practice. You play at the end of the game. You all play one on one on each court, and then at the end, there's only one court left, and king of the court. Come on. None of you guys played basketball? Does it look like I, me and him are five foot three? Yep. We didn't play basketball. No, no, no. That ended real quick. Jake? Yeah, I know I know what drill you're talking about. I mean, I've seen a video of Paul George go king on king of the court against pretty much every NBA star that I've seen, and he dominated every single one. Okay, what, what I'll say about this is Jimmy that Butler. Jimmy Butler basically went king of the court at Minnesota Timberwolves practice last year. And, and he left. And, Andrew, and Andrew Wiggins is still. <laughs> Uh, I Still suffering hurting. some from from some stuff after that, some trauma, I shouldn't say. But uh, this is an awful Team USA roster. Now that just I'm awful. looking at it, are Let's you kidding it. me? And it, how is Julius Randle on a Team USA? Roster? He's a good player, <laughs> but like Marcus Smart, like I mean, oh my god, it's Miles so Turner, funny. Like I mean, Thad Young, like come on, I mean, like it, there's it, no pride in. Team USA. It, okay, is there a difference between the Olympics and what is this? No. Is World yes. Cup. This yes. is World this Cup. This doesn't matter. Like, yeah, no why one cares. Why is it because different? no one cares about this? Why? It, it, there's yeah, no established history. Like, we don't know who they're playing. It's it's not a big encompassing event. We don't know anything about it. There's no history with it. Look, I get there's no meaning to the trophy. It's great. Hey Jenna, you won this Mile High Sports mug for being the best out of the three of us today on the radio. Congrats Thank to you. you. It doesn't mean anything. I love. There's coffee. no okay. Well, there's no and you can use it. That's more <laughs> valuable than the FIBA World Cup trophy because you can actually use that cup to I do something unless you want to drink out of a trophy. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> you it's were like there. the Vegas yeah. <laughs> Was that in Vegas? No, that was at Harrison. Oh, that Wayne's was at yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. Uh, but one last topic before the show ends, because we have Wait, to. Wait, before this. we move on, Paul Millsap. I get why he doesn't want to play. The dude is in my old, nicest, old. nicest way possible. Old, old. Grandpa Millsap. Really, he really. Grandpa is. Millsap. His knees <laughs> might like sink in to his his. Um, shin bone if he continues to play all those games after a pretty long but that's why most of these guys don't want to play because they don't want to risk injury i mean i wouldn't want to play if i was a star player that's what i'm saying there you could there's no reason unless you're kicking me 10 mil like absolutely not if i have all the money already speaking of paul george remember that happened to paul george yep a couple years ago that that injury cost him up until last year he was not the same player up until last year again that that fractured leg it's just funny because we're on because it's not the olympics they're gonna bail on it because we're on sports radio in Denver. Will LeBron ever play for Team USA again? Wow, you're really trying to avoid this topic. Uh, will LeBron ever? Yeah, he'll play in the Olympics, I would yeah. say. He'll That'll play the, in the you think that'll be time. the last hurrah? Yeah. Or you think he tries to play with Bronny? I think he's going to try and get... Well, I, he'll try to play with Bronny, too. But I, I think with LeBron, he's got to get one more Olympics. Like, he's just not been known for the Olympics. So he true. wants one good run of it. Like, Jordan had one good run. Like, quite honestly, Carmelo Anthony's the greatest national team player in U.S. history. It is such a disgrace he's not on that <laughs> roster. Carmelo. He's not on any they roster. Should put right? any roster. They should He's put him on, on the Team roster. USA roster. They should. Some the Knicks need to I mean, sign. They him. actually okay. should Knicks need do to sign that. him to a one-year deal and do a farewell tour. If Mason Plumlee's why actually, on the Knicks? If he's going to do a farewell tour, I think he's he be got, here in Denver. He doesn't want to be here. He's got more than care. one year left. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like if he just came to the conclusion that he's a bench player, which he can't come to the conclusion of, he would have more than one year left. Exactly. He's got enough good basketball left in there, man. Yeah, I saw Kendrick Perkins put out that tweet talking about how 
teams will sign him if he's willing to take a certain role. But yeah, he's Chauncey, who's never said a controversial thing about anything, straight up called him out. Yeah, it's and I mean more Chauncey. power to Camelo if that's how he wants to be. But it's like you have to realize that your is game, it more power to him though? If you if you're okay with just not playing, if because you exactly. you have Less to play power. your way. Yeah, but I mean he's making a choice. I guess. Like but he should sign with Team USA. If nobody wants to play on Team USA, why not go out and get Carmelo? That'd be the biggest meme of 2019. That'd okay, the awesome. Broncos season starts on Thursday. We've got a minute to talk about Broncos. How quick can you talk about the Broncos? Go. Record? I'm saying 9-7. and seven. Jeez, wow. I actually think Flacco's going to be pretty good for them. I really do. I just like He's Vic Fangio. Definitely I do too. I like the way he walks. I like Fangio, the godfather. Fangio has the best quotes. He I just, think they're, I don't know. Vic Fangio to me. they're terrible. <laughs> Vic Fangio, if you went and smelled him, he would smell like football. You think? Yeah, for sure. He what would does smell football like football. Smell like grass I don't know, and like sweat. sweat and like like kind of sticky Gatorade and summer and like kind of daffodils. Oh, but like a little. Who is the thing. new Green Bay coach? He's handsome. Matt Lafleur. He's much more handsome than Vic Fangio. Um, Vic Fangio's kind of got that old man handsome, you know, no. the type of handsome that Anilo Piro will be one day. We're in with Get Jenna there. Garcia and Jake Shapiro. Jake Meyer, thank you. Fan Cave, Mile High Sports Radio. Becomes bail. Relationships become jail. Children are unheld. I'm-